TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the easy bake. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Tuesday. July is in the rear view. August 1st. August 1st, 2023. Welcome into the Gabe Coon Show. I am your host. Gabe Kuhn on X at G underscore Kuhn 71. Former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. I am alongside in a triumphant return. The executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn show. That's Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Connor, you missed, you missed the uh, switch over, the official switch over. I did. I don't know I about it. your app. Your app's at, your app's uh, gone from Twitter to X, I'm sure, just like mine. What's it, up, it brother? Has. How are you? What's up, man? I'm, uh, you know, I'm, do- I'm hanging in there. I'm I doing gotcha. all right. Barbenheim too hard? I Barbenheimed a little bit too hard <laughs> yeah. last weekend, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm still, uh, you know, I'm getting back to my fighting weight, I'll say that. Yeah, I get you. Um, so, I hope I sound okay. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, uh, in, in a little nasally, but it's cool, <laughs> dude. You're good. You're good. Um, I, I would assume being at home, you, you caught up on uh, Righteous Gemstones, right? You had to. Baby yeah, Billy's well, Bible Bonkers? By, yeah, yes, Baby Billy's Bible yes. Bonkers. Uh, hit coming soon to a network near you. <laughs> yes. um, it was weird, man. It was like, you know, re- really it was more like time traveling because I was just trying to sleep as much as possible. Right. So I would, I was only awake for like eight hours a day, I think, eight to yeah. ten hours a day. So I would have to pick and choose the things I was going to watch. But but uh, Righteous Gemstones was certainly one of them. And the finale was fantastic. I didn't know it was a two-parter. Yeah, I, I was very excited when that uh, next episode, little little ticker started as soon as the episode eight ended. Hey, so I thought it was fantastic. My man, uh, my Danny McBride, just from a comedy One of the perspective, best. holding up HBO on his shoulders. I mean, just piggybacking, piggybacking them. Yeah, it was from pro- a comedy perspective. It was probably my favorite season of yeah, the no, Gemstones. It, 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 it was fantastic, and then Vice Principals is so good, and uh, of course Eastbound and Down, yeah, Eastbound the classic down. that I it think, is. I think. I mean, I think it. I think it rivals. I think it rivals Eastbound and Down from a Gemstones from a funny from a being funny perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, hilarious. Baby Billy's one of the funniest TV characters ever created. It's every, when he walked into when he walked into that mansion and just threw the baby across the room, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is good stuff, though. But we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. I think we have to open no question on realignment. Pac-12 has lost Colorado, Arizona's in deep talks. Their Board of Regents is going to meet um, today. Um, and the Pac-12 has met, discussed a media deal that I will talk about in a second. And they have not come to a conclusion on if that media deal is going to be signed. And I'll tell you why they have not come to that conclusion. Because I don't know if any of them are interested in... And signing a streaming deal with Apple. But 
that will be discussed. We do have a couple of uh, report days. Um, Memphis Tiger football reported today. So guys are getting onto campus or getting onto South Campus. Um, and uh, tomorrow will be the first day of practices. And also in the DR, DR, 3 a.m. wake-up call. 3 a.m. wake-up call for these guys to get on a chartered flight to go to the DR. I don't know if I like a 3 a.m. wake-up call. I hope they get their rest before they have to go play the Dominican Republic national team tomorrow. Yeah, it's like having to watch the women's national team yes. get up that early. Yeah, what was, what's up with them? What's up with them? One-to-one versus Portugal. They really wanted that game, and they, I mean, they move on to the knockout stage, but they, they don't look right. They don't no, look it's, right. it's not the teams of the past, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Carly Lloyd is going in on them, by the she way, on the broadcast. She certainly did. Yes! She certainly did. She's like, I can't believe they're celebrating after a one-to-one match against Portugal. Or it was 0-0 zero zero last night, actually. Yeah, 0-0. Zero zero. Uh, but they're 1-0-2, they're the, the oh the oh correct? Yeah, the post saved them. But they're 1-0-2? Oh 1-0-2 oh in, the, in the first stage? I, that's... That's brutal. Not, I don't think anybody not what you that. want to see from that. No, I, I I don't know what to think. Is this like a, is this the I, I think Jeffrey and Giannato were talking about this. Is this the is this the dream team that's going to end up with bronze, or do they get it all together as they get into the knockout stage and start playing with a little bit of extra pepper, a little bit of extra juice as they get into the knockout stage? We'll see, we'll see. But if you had the three a.m. wake up call to go watch that game, I I applaud you. I really do. But zero to zero at three a.m. is no. That's no fun. Um, as far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins, 5 o'clock, per normal. Jeff Calkins show and Daily Memphian columnist, 6 o'clock, per normal, as is customary on a Tuesday. Christian Fowler from Bluff City Media. We have a podcast together on Bluff. It released today. Um, you can find that Spotify, Apple, whole nine yards. We'll talk a lot about football, basketball, the whole nine yards uh, for, for the Tigers, and a little bit of Cowboys. I think I'm going to have to get to some Cowboys with my man, Christian Fowler, who is a Diehard Cowboys fan, but a realistic Cowboys fan. I feel like most people that are uh, most most Cowboys fans have to temper expectations. Although some don't, some don't. He's one that that is very realistic. Cowboys. Yeah, you kind of have to. It's been like what twenty five yeah, years or something like that. It's been a long yeah, time. I've, seems fair. And uh, small talk today has to do with uh, NASA. I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but uh, Voyager two, who's which was. Uh, it's been exploring the universe 12 billion miles away from Earth. It's been exploring the universe since 1977. Um, NASA has lost contact with Voyager 2. Oh, my God. Have you seen Ad Astra? It's like the beginning of Ad Astra. Exactly. They've, they, have lost, they have lost contact 12 billion miles away from Earth. I don't know how you get contact again. Right? Is this related to the aliens that came out last week, yeah, too? Yeah. I missed a lot, dude. Yeah, you a did. lot happened last week. You did. You did. You missed a whole lot. <laughs> um, but there is that. We'll take a trip around the NFL, NFL training camps at 530. And I have to do a little, little PSA before I uh, get into what I'm going to get to in this first segment with realignment. When it comes to NFL training camps, and even college training camps for that matter, why content is winning. I do not need to see videos of guys throwing routes on air, right? Like qu- quarterback one completing a pass to wide receiver one on air does not – work for me. I guess other people like it and they like to see what's going on at camp, but I, I why, there's so much I saw a video too of a warm-up of Devontae Smith doing ladders and catching a ball that went, went viral. 
Like, what, what does that do for people? Does it's really the equivalent of when when, uh, when NBA guys come out with their shirtless videos of them in a gym shooting yeah, a three. Exactly. And we're like, oh, oh Ben Simmons can shoot now. I saw one of them. Speaking of which, I saw Rudy Gobert. Exactly. There's a video of Rudy Gobert. Exactly. Oh, he's working on his three-point shot. He won't take a three-point shot. I promise you. My favorite one so far from the NFL was the Trey Lance video of him doing, like, okay. high knees or something and then just completely <laughs> missing the coach by, like, five feet. It's like That oh, one's kind of funny. I mean, those are kind of funny. <laughs> but when I see you, when I see screen drill – and I see quarterback one throwing a screen to the, the the running back on air, and they're like, "Oh, big season ahead for these guys! Come on, I don't I don't need that. I just don't." Let people be excited. They're happy football. I guess back. so. Football's I guess back. so. I guess so. And also, these guys have to show that they're they're they have to show that they're at practice. Right? Of course, that's they, actually that's what's probably happening. what's happening. What I've also been enjoying is the reporters that don't necessarily know what routes are called, and I'm not saying that I do either. <laughs> But the players that are calling yesterday. them out, they're like, that's actually a down route, or that's I, a dig route, or that's a go route. It's saw, like, who cares? It's, it's the, the guys are clearly I, doing it for the, hey, I'm at practice, well, give me credit I, for being here. I saw one for the Rams, Stetson Bennett to uh, yeah, that's the Burmeister, one. Yeah. and he ran a curl. and The guy called it a called dig it route. Dig. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, here's my thing. I'm not going to get mad at you for getting it wrong. Um, too bad, but like, don't don't put it in the tweet if you don't know what it's. No, that's what, what I'm the, saying. What is that is. I, it's silly that they're putting it in the tweet. It's it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Just tweet that you're at practice or just show the play. Don't try to don't try to get X's and O's on us, guys. Foot, football guys get very up in arms about. They do. Yes, yes. A lot of a lot of my football friends went after that tweet in particular. It so. was very funny. I was reading there the replies. That. Yes. Um. Also, the blitz at six thirty, and I, I with with what we're going to talk about in this first segment with Colorado, the Big Twelve, Arizona noise being loud, Pac twelve um, board meeting uh, where they where they put a media deal out there. Uh, Dan Lanning <laughs> got to sound off yesterday on Colorado leaving the leaving uh, the conference ultimately, and it was it 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 lived up. It lived up to him. I mean, Dan Lanning is a very high energy. Fun guy. I thought that was a fun quote. I mean, we could talk about breaking the code and everything like Nathaniel or uh, Sean Payton did to Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and you can make that, that point about uh, uh, Dan Lanning and what he said about Colorado never winning. You know, we'll get to that quote in, in the Blitz, but it makes for fun, man. It makes for fun ultimately to hear stuff like that. Now, realignment Colorado, the Big 12, Arizona noise is loud, and the Pac 12's board meeting with presidents and ADs about their media rights deal concluded today with no deal reached. Pac-12 board meeting, um, they, they presented media rights, um, and uh, apparently these media rights are, according to Pete Thamel, with Apple on a streaming deal. Um, the deal would have incentivized tiers, which would give it strong upside if and only if certain subscription numbers are met. <sighs> This is worse than I thought it could be. I mean, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I knew there was probably going to be streaming, no real linear uh, situation going on here with everybody else as far as the big networks being sort of overextended. And really, the Pac-12 not having USC, not having UCLA, now Colorado's out, you don't have a compelling product. But this is insane. Apple streaming deal, full streaming, incentive, incentives have to be. Matt, for you to get the money that you want. And I think the number is, the, the baseline number is $19.5 million plus incentives. What power conference or power conference team would accept that? That's why it didn't get, there's a reason it didn't get accepted today, because what team would do that? What conference in their right mind would agree to something like that and lock themselves down on a terrible deal? 
You have Oregon and Washington who actually push numbers out there, who actually get good TV ratings. Why would they agree to this? It's ridiculous. And ultimately, it's the MLS deal. It's the MLS deal on Apple. Exactly. That's exactly exactly what it is. And does the MLS do good with that deal? No, they don't. We're talking about major college football being on the same deal as the MLS. What's more popular, major college football? That's embarrassing. I don't, I don't know how, off, after all of this talk of, oh, we're optimistic, we're, we're, we're really hoping to strike a deal relatively soon, yada, 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 this is what you present to them? This is all you can present to them? <laughs> and you know what it costs, by the way, to pay for the MLS deal plus Apple TV? $69.99 a year. Well, that, Yuck! That, that was going to be my next question was, is it built into your Apple TV subscription, or do you have to subscribe on top of your Apple TV subscription we don't know yet. like MLS? We because don't know yet. We have Apple TV, and you know, no disrespect to the MLS, but that's not a sport that I really watch a lot, so I do not have that package. We don't know yet. Because there's no reason for me but to have it. But it's $69.99 to go get it. That feels like a lot. Yeah, imagine paying for that. For Pac-12 football. Imagine, That's a lot. Imagine paying that for the Pac-9 right now to watch <laughs> Washington State and Arizona. I'm paying $70 plus whatever the package costs to watch Washington State and Arizona. Not good. On a Saturday night. Not what you want. It's terrible. Now, with Arizona and the noise, Arizona's Board of Regents, they're meeting today. And I want to know what the deal is. I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, this should be a hard decision. This should be easy. $31.7 million in the Big 12, they want you, or $19.5 million plus stream subscription incentives. That's an obvious decision. $31.7 million. Flat. In a conference that I feel way better about surviving than the conference I'm in currently. Right now, there's nine teams in the Pac-12. Nine. What are they going to do? At some point, you have to resign yourself to the fact if they're going to survive, they're going to survive by name and not power. They're going to have to bring in UNLV and San Diego State and Boise State just to keep the name alive, much less being considered a decent football or basketball conference. They're not the Conference of Champions anymore. And really, it's been that way for a while. I think Conference of Champions is something else. It is what it is. That's what they go by. But um, $31.7 million, $19.5 million plus stream subscription incentives. Arizona should be jumping as soon as they have this Board of Regents meeting. There should be no real discussion. Now, I think ultimately, if you read through the reporting and read everything else around this whole situation, Arizona is worried about killing the Pac-12. And I don't blame them. They've been a part of it for a while, and they don't want to just leave the leave you know the regional footprint they've had, and they don't want to kill everybody else in that conference. But I'm not sure any one school wants – to leave and end the Pac-12, but what if it's three at once? <laughs> what if it's Arizona and Utah and Arizona State saying, we want to be attached at the hip and we want to leave right this second? I don't rule that out. I think that's very possible. The Big 12's talked about adding one or three teams so they can get to an even number, 14 or 16. If Arizona goes, you're at 14. If the other two come, you're at 16. I, I, I see this happening, happening sooner than later. And if I'm Brett Yormark, I look at this and I say, okay, they've offered you $19.5 million a year plus subscription incentives. Give me an answer by midnight or we'll find other options. The Big 12, in the end of the day, right now over the Pac-12, holds so much power. Holds so much power over their destiny. And again, I've talked about it. Pac-12 has no one to blame but themselves. They've had this elitist attitude. They've wanted to stick by 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. They're Their educational laurels uh, when everybody else is chasing money. But if I'm Brett Yormark, I say, Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, figure something out right now. You need us more than we need you right this second, ultimately. So make a decision. It should be an easy decision, and we'll move forward from there. And then if that happens, what ha- I mean, Oregon, Washington, what are they going to do? If three teams leave, you'd be stuck with six teams in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 just talked about, finally talked about, you hear George Klyavkov talking about, oh, now we want to explore expansion. It's too late, brother. It's too late. You've already killed this conference. This conference is, if it's going to stay alive, it's name. It's just Pac-12. It's just the name. It has nothing to do with what you've done in the past. You just didn't have the foresight to go make anything happen. But this, this should happen sooner than later, Connor. I don't see why this decision would take long for the Arizonas of the world, for the Washingtons, the Oregons, the Arizona States, the Utahs. If they have a chance to go elsewhere, they should go elsewhere. Yeah, it's like that, that Wesley Snipes meme from New Jack City when he's crying, but he's about to pull the trigger. It's like, you know, it's not their fault that the, the Pac-12 ultimately failed them. You know, at, at Pac-12 Media Days, I think a month ago in Las Vegas, he was saying that they are waiting out for the better options, that, that those options are going to come. And this is what he presents to the teams. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They can't stick around for this type of money when they know if they go to the Big 12, they have $31.7 million sitting right there for them. You can't, you can't say no to that deal, and it's not the school's fault. Like you said, they've given the Pac-12 all of this time to get their ducks in a row, and they have just continuously failed to do so because they keep saying, well, we're the Pac-12, we're going to make it work. Well, make it work. Bills do. Yep. Bills do. Yep. And they screwed this up by not opting out of their uh, current reader rights deal to go find one in the interim. Big 12 beat them to the punch there. Back in the day, uh, in 2021, when we're talking about an alliance that they could have had with the Big 12 when the Big 12 was unstable because of Texas and Oklahoma, they didn't want to go into an alliance with them. Instead, they go into an alliance with the Big 10. Big 10 steals their teams in USC and UCLA. There's no rules to this game. And the Pac-12 assumed that there was. The Pac-12 assumed that they'd be good in the end of the day. We're fine. We're standing on good ground. No, you're not. You have to think ahead. You have to be less reactive and more proactive. And they've just sat on their hands every step of the way. Larry Scott before George Klyavkov, George Klyavkov now. 
And I think also what gets lost in the shuffle here, what gets lost in the mix, you blame the commissioners, and the commissioners deserve blame. Larry Scott and George Klyavkov deserve their blame in this whole thing. But I do think presidents and chancellors at these particular schools do deserve blame as well. They could have signed off on an alliance with the Big 12. They could have signed off on trying to invite Texas and Oklahoma way back in the day, and they didn't because they wanted to have this, this thought process, oh, hey, we got all we need. No, you don't. It's just strange to see how much they have been caught with their pants around their ankles. That's what this is. And where does it go from here? It, 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 not anywhere positive. You're going to cease to exist in your current form. That's what it, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. The Pac-12 is no longer. Simple as that. Now, what does this mean <laughs> long-term for, uh, for Memphis? We have to always relate it back to that. Nothing good. Nothing good at all. Again, I've talked about it on several occasions. Instead of thinking of it as realignment, think of it as reconfiguration. Think of it as consolidation, if you will. About 15, 20 years from now, I think we're looking at Super Conference, 16 to 20 teams. Big 12 is trying to prep for that. Pac-12 will not be that in 15 to 20 years. So I guess in the meantime, all I can say, and I've been pounding this, uh, sort of drum while you've been out, Connor, is University of Memphis, there's nothing to really aspire to. It's demoralizing. It's frustrating. I get all of that, and I am right there with a lot of the Memphis fans in this area in feeling that way. I feel demoralized. Damn, you've been right on the precipice. You've been led on by this girl that you met in high school. You've been led on this entire time by the Big 12. She gave you a kiss once, and now you're trying to continually – Get those wheels spinning. She picks somebody else. You feel a, t- a type of way she's told you in the past. We want someone like you. We, I, 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 why can't I find a guy like you? You've been friend-zoned at this point if you're the University of Memphis. But in the meantime, all you can do is get in the gym, buff up, try to show your value, right? Get smart. Get better, right? I mean, on the field, football, try to win 9, 10 games a year. In basketball, try to make make a run in the tournament. You can only control the controllable at this moment if you're the University of Memphis. And what you control is how well you perform, the money you're putting into your athletic programs, what you're doing. If you can get the, the deal done at uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, which is going to be a problem with the Grizzlies, um, probably getting most of that money for FedEx Forum. But you can only control the controllable right now. Um, and that's being good on the field and trying to upgrade your facilities. I think you put it perfectly. It's extremely disappointing. You wish you were part of the group that was being legitimately considered, you know, to, to for consolidation. But that just looks like that that's not you right now. And so you got to focus on yourself, put money to yourself, and try to improve and move on. Like you said, I do think that there is a point. I, I, I'm not sure if you talked about it last week much, but I did see the discussion about how. You know, University of Memphis didn't really care about football until until they needed to, and I think it was a little bit, a little too little, too late, which is unfortunate. But they are on the right path right now, so we can just con- continue to build that program up. And like you said, hopefully they can win eight or nine games this season and continue to build upon that. You just can't have another six win season. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I wish that in the early two thousands there would have been the investment into football. I mean, you could have capitalized off D'Angelo and, and those teams um, earlier, but, you know, bygones are bygones. You can't do anything about that now. You can only look look forward, um, and you have to do the best with what you have in the current state. Um, and, and right now, I mean, in, in the current moment, you're going to have a 12-team playoff. You're going to be uh, considered at the top of the group of five. 
um, in, in, in football, you, you could potentially make a couple of runs, put yourself in good positions. That's all you can do at the given moment. And basketball power, I mean, you, you feel good about where you're at right this second. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and they, are, they are in uh, the Dominican right now, so they'll, they'll play their first game tomorrow against the Dominican national team. Hopefully they get some rest. Again, 3 a.m. Uh, plane, plane uh, they had to take to the Dominican. Um, for those that have been asking me, uh, and I, there's been a lot that have been asking me this, Connor, about live streaming, and will, be, will we be able to see the games? So there's going to be no live streaming, no radio broadcast, no live stats. So get that out of your head. And I think more so than anything about this Dominican trip, most people need to resign themselves to the fact it's less about what's on court and what they're doing, and more about what they're doing off court and team building and building camaraderie and doing all of those things. Um, you don't need to worry about who's scoring the most, who's setting the table for his teammates, what the scores are against the Dominican select team, the Dominican national team. Worry about what this team's doing to come together right this second. It's early off season. Um, you don't need to see a finished product out there. These guys have only, I think, once uh, this offseason, since most of the guys have been on campus, they've only run five-on-five, five, I think, once. So they're not going to be a finished product. So on, on court, it's not going to look the greatest. you got to worry about, okay, what are they doing on the beach? What are they doing for team building? And that should be the fun part of this whole thing. Yeah, agreed. This is a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a preseason trip. You're going to see what you have, but the team also deserves some grace because, like you said, it's the first time that they're going to really be running together for the first time. And ultimately, the team building stuff outside of the court is what big time matters, I think, from this trip. Yes. But you definitely want to get some wins. Because I think the biggest biggest concern about this team is, okay, you don't have a lot of continuity. Um, You have have one guy in Jaden Hardaway who's from the team last year, two at, at most if DeAndre Williams gets an extra year of eligibility. Um, early in the season next year, it's going to be about how well can they mesh early. And I have a lot of – I have high expectations. We'll talk to Jeff and Christian about this later in the show. I have high expectations about what they can do because this is, this is a bunch of experienced guys that are – we're talking about 25 years of potential experience in that, fir, in, the, in that starting lineup. I don't think there's a need for going to go get stats. I think these guys are more worried about what can I do once we get to March, how big of a run can we make. It's, it's less about personal gain and more about team gain for a lot of these experienced fifth-year, fourth-year, third-year players that have been around the block a few times. Yeah, I'm not breaking any news by saying this, but this does have the potential to be Penny Hardaway's best team that yep. he has had on the Memphis Tigers. It is certainly the oldest team that they have had, and there does feel like there is a sense around this team that it is about the whole and not the individual, which has been encouraging. Yeah. Now, it could be newsy the next couple of days. We do have the Dominican Republic trip, and we have report day for Memphis football. They'll have their first practice tomorrow. It'll be non-padded, so there's not going to be much to see. Uh, maybe we'll have a couple of media members out there. I don't know. They usually close it off for the most part, but maybe we'll have a, a couple of routes on air that we get to see tomorrow. I was about to ask you tonight. Like, who's to, get, who's Blake say, yeah. yeah, who's doing the dig routes? Yeah, right? just, yeah, dig just routes, split them up between, between all of you. You take the dig routes, you take the go routes, you take the curls. <laughs> and you go to one-on-ones for O-linemen. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's do that. Now, MLB trade deadline is raging along, and we have uh, some big moves made. Max Scherzer was a, a big one that fell today. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander on the move. Mets are sort of fire sailing right this second. I'll talk about that when we return on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESP. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. 
Gabe Kuncho, 92.9 FM ESPN. We are about 12 minutes, or 22 minutes away, I should say, from uh, from the MLB trade deadline uh, at 5 p.m. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to watch what happens between now and then. There's going to be a few more things rolling in uh, on my Cardinals front. They've already sold off um, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Stratton. They sold off uh, Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung today as well. Um, Paul DeYoung had an had a interesting career with the Cardinals. Had that all-star level season and then from there sort of fell off. Had to go down to Memphis for some time last year. Had to fix himself, but he did become back. He turned back into an everyday shortstop. Um, he gets sent to the Blue Jays. He gets sent to the Blue Jays, and in return, the Cardinals get Matt Svonson, who's a right-handed pitcher, reliever, uh, 24 years old in their uh, in the the Blue Jays system. I think he's right around a 1.1 ERA this year um, in in AAA. So maybe eventually he could he could turn into something that's solid out of that bullpen. But Paul DeYoung. With him out now for the for the uh, Cardinals, it begs the question for me: When's Mason Wynn coming up? Mason Wynn is their number one overall prospect with Jordan Walker in the major leagues right this second. It's time to call up Mason Wynn. He's been great in Memphis, two eighty four so far this year, uh, sixteen home runs. But he's been great as of late, uh, coming off of a, uh, a a long hit streak where he batted nearly four hundred. Um, I, I don't want to be pre mad about this, but I do. I do get the sense I'm going to be pre-mad about this and post-mad because I wonder how long it takes the Cardinals to call up Mason Wynn now that Paul DeYoung's gone. Um, please do it, though. If, if, I'm, if anybody from the Cardinals front office hears me right now, please call up Mason Wynn. As much as I want to see him in Memphis, please call him up so we can get him some at-bats before the end of the year. Uh, he, he should be going forward your everyday shortstop for the next you know, few years. Bring him up, get him some abs, get him some, get him some time with the big club, uh, so he can get used to his surroundings, used to St. Louis, the whole nine yards. But the big deal that happened today, you no know, Max Scherzer is already gone. Max Scherzer is a Ranger. He hasn't been great this year so far. He gave up 23 home runs, um, right above a four ERA. 23 home runs led the NL as as, as far as giving up uh, bombs. But now the Mets have sold off Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander headed back to the Astros. Headed back to the Astros. Astros are going in and trying to make something happen uh, after winning a uh, after winning a World Series. But this is this is going to help them pretty drastically because they've had a little bit of a fall off as far as their starting rotation <clears throat> is concerned. Framber Valdez still very good. Uh, Christian Javier gives them some decent uh, decent decent innings, but they need another top of the line uh, starter. To really bolster their their potential to have some success come playoff time, and I think Justin Verlander does that. He's I know he's up there in age, but he 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 gets reunited with with the Astros where he had some really good years, um, and I think ultimately a, a good move for the Astros showing hey, um, we we want to capitalize while we have this opportunity. Yeah, they, they definitely want to capitalize right now because they only have a couple more years before Bregman and Altuve and I think yep. a couple more guys become free agents. So this is their window right now. They're trying to become the first team since the Yankees to go back-to-back, which seems like kind of a crazy thing to talk about, that we haven't had a back-to-back World Series champion since the New York Yankees went three in a row. Um, I think it's pretty fun that Scherzer and Verlander went to the Rangers and the Astros. It's Somebody said that it's like that... Uh, that Joker scene from Dark Knight where he breaks the sticks and he throws them in front of him and he's like, 
tryouts. One of these yep. two teams is going to come out on top. Who's it going to be? Who got the better pitcher? So I think that that's interesting. The one thing about Verlander this season is that he, his, his strikeout rate has gone down, his walk rate has gone up, and his home run rate has gone up. But, like you said, he was kind of in a bad situation. Maybe he was a little bit uh, disenfranchised by the New York Mets and the whole chaos going on there with that season because coming into the year, they were supposed to have one of the most fun seasons in Mets history. And it is, you could say it's one of the most disappointing seasons an MLB team has ever had. Well, their top in payroll, Steve Cohen just paid everything. I mean, he just, he he went out there and spent and spent and spent. And right now they're 50 and 55. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him for selling off. I mean, we, we talk about Scherzer and, and Verlander, like you don't know how much longer they're going to have on their clock, right? As far as being very good top of the line starting pitchers. Ver, I mean, uh, Scherzer certainly has shown that he's fallen off at least this year. He could he could recover, uh, but Verlander still has his moments. Six and five, three point one five ERA. I know that the the strikeout numbers are down, uh, but he still has his moments. But the Mets, this is one of the the biggest organizational failures in a long time in Major League Baseball, to pay that amount of money, pay that type of premium to try to show, hey, I want to win right now, and to not win right now even remotely, to be fourth, to be second to last in the NL East at this moment behind a bunch of teams that pay a lot less than you, a whole lot less than you, that's that's relatively embarrassing. It is. And and I I think we can uh, sort of chalk this up, too, to a certain extent. Like, Mets are going to met. Right. Mets are going to met. Mets are going to met. Even last year when you thought that they were going to be able to win the NL East, Braves somehow came back, tied the whole thing, and made it made it interesting. So the Mets just – it's been a comedy of errors with all the money they've spent and how bad it's gone. Well, when it started in the World Baseball Classic with uh, – who was it? Diaz tore his ACL yep. or something? When, Edwin when Diaz. They were, Edwin Diaz when they were celebrating. So you saw the warning signs there. I will say, though, it seems like – from the two trades, that they were able to get back a, a pretty good group of prospects. And like you said, they still do have that Steve Cohen money. There's a lot of big free agents out there this summer. There's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, there's a lot of free agents that are going to hit the market soon. So maybe they can recoop, sign a couple oh, guys, uh, replace uh, those two. They can replace the two Hall of Famers they sent off with maybe two potential Hall yes, of Famers listen, coming in. So they're going to spend this money. This season's gone, but, you know, maybe 2025, 2026. Maybe they'll uh, maybe the, they can the, get back I, to I it. I think by next year, looking at the free agent market, they're going to try to capitalize on that. Steve Cohen is going to spend money, and that's why, like Mets fans, I, I, yes, this year's gone bad, but you do have an owner at this point who's willing to spend like that that team across the across New York from you, across New York City from you, in the Yankees. You finally have somebody who's willing to throw money at that product, and that's that's good ultimately. But this year, my God, I, I just, it's just. It blows my mind. It blows my mind how bad they've been. You had Scherzer. You had Verlander. Carlos Correa. I mean, uh, thinking about all the guys they had, and then like the 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 lineup: uh, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, Marte, um, Nemo. Like it's it's strange that this has all led to fifty and fifty five at this point in the season. I think strange is the best word. Strange is the best word to put it because, because I don't really have any other explanation because when you look at them on paper you're like oh that's a playoff team right there and then you watch them play baseball and you're like have these guys ever played before yeah, exactly. have they ever played before <laughs> exactly. they Not- just, it, it's it's disappointing I, I always root for the Mets because I hate the Yankees so much so the so the Mets are you know I always like to root for them in the subway series so you know I hope that they can bounce back I'll now, say that now what people were wondering best team in baseball the, the Atlanta Braves uh, 67 and 37 at this point in the year Top of the NL East by uh, by 11 games, by a fair amount. People were wondering, what the hell are they going to do? Not much. They haven't done anything, really. 
And they did today. They acquire Brad Hand from the Rockies, solid uh, bullpen arm that they could potentially use. Um, but that's it. I, but I mean, with it, with a team like the Braves, how well they're peaking, how well set up for success Alex Anthopoulos has has put them. I mean, the the, the position he's put them in. You didn't need much, and you didn't need to. I mean, you could go all in, but it feels like they're already all in. You, you got Acuna, you Riley, everybody's everybody's seemingly healthy. Your pitching staff is is solid. You didn't need to add a whole lot on top of what you already have. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, there's no reason for them to go out and make a big move when they are absolutely dominating right now. Mm-hmm. Now, with all this talk of the MLB trade deadline, since I have Connor back in uh, in his seat. We do have an update on Damian Lillard. I want to do that next, though. Oh, I want God. to do that next right here on the Game Cujo, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. Feel is their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me here. All you want to do is use me. T minus nine minutes of the MLB trade deadline. We do have a couple of pieces of breaking news. Uh, Orioles are close to acquiring Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. So the Orioles are trying to add another arm to see if they can go for it. They're still young. But they have been great. They're at the top of Hell the of a AL season. East. They've had a great Amazing season. Year. Add to it. Be buyers. Go for it, finally. I think Orioles fans are happy with that. Um, and also, the Diamondbacks, another seller dweller that's at the top of their division. Um, they're trying to get Tommy Pham from the Mets. Mets having their little fire sale. So That'd be a good pickup. So Tommy Pham to the Diamondbacks and Jack Flaherty to the Orioles. Um, speaking of trades, though, we got a transition from the MLB to the NBA. You did miss the memo. You did miss the oh, memo. Oh, I didn't miss the memo. <laughs> I didn't miss the memo, Gabe. So, of course, we, 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 we did talk about the, uh, the memo that got sent out to the rest of the NBA about the Dame Lillard sweepstakes, if you will, and why, he, why it's not okay to say that you, you wouldn't play for any other team besides the Heat. Uh, you'd miss training camp, yada, yada, his agent. Um, Damian Lillard's agent has said that on multiple occasions, and Damian Lillard has somewhat echoed those sentiments, although he hasn't said them outwardly. So the NBA did send out that memo, but in response to that memo, I shouldn't say in response to that memo, on the heels of that memo, we do have an updated package that the Heat are trying to send out to the Blazers to acquire Damian Lillard. And, And this whole saga it continues to be annoying. Uh, you just want it to be over with and done with so we can understand uh, the, down the stretch of this offseason where the Heat are going to be, where the Blazers are going to be. But this is the updated, uh, the updated uh, deal. Three to four first-round picks, pick swaps, second-round picks, Tyler Hero to a third team, expiring contracts, and young player or young players could add an S and make that plural. That, that's where we're at with, with what the Heat are trying to, to send to the Blazers to attract Damian Lillard to Miami. I don't know. I mean, I, I, this feels like it's been the package for a while. It feels like we've been talking about these same things, wearing out these talking points for a long time. You just want this deal to be over and done with. Right. One thing that has changed recently is within the last week, Jaime Jaquez, yes. uh, their rookie, has signed his deal. So he is now eligible to be traded. 
And it seems like the Blazers would prefer him over Nikola uh, Jovic, which, yeah, duh, of course. I think that Hawkeyes is going to be a much better player. That deal feels fine. Do it. Do it. I don't know if they're going to get anything better from another team. You're getting multiple picks for Dame. Is it as many picks as Rudy Gobert? No, but that is the dumbest trade in NBA history, so we can't use that for a bar. For Damian Lillard. But ultimately, like, the memo itself didn't do anything. So it's no. like I still feel like it has to end with Dame on the heat. Or well, the memo every, was... if, if any team is going to acquire Dame Lillard, you have to think about what has been said already. The memo didn't accomplish anything. No. If, you, if you're another team trying to go acqu- acquire Damian Lillard, you have to think about the fact that he may not want to play and he may be disenchanted with the situation he's in. And I think that ultimately would keep any other takers from – trying to put out a package to go get him. The way I read that memo was Damian Lillard and his agent did some things that they weren't supposed to do and said that he is not going to be happy playing for any other teams and he will threaten to not play for those teams. You can't do that. Nobody can do that anymore. But Damian Lillard is only going to play for the Heat. That's basically what that memo said. Like, can we just cut and dry? The memo basically was like, this can never happen again, but Damian Lillard's also not going to play for anybody else except for the Miami Heat. So just get this deal done. It feels like, to me, the NBA is annoyed by this situation. Everybody is annoyed by this situation. It's hurting Dame's legacy in Portland. Get it done. It's over. Hey, the, the Get it me- done. The, the memo was basically, we know the situation, but we're tired of hearing about it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. So that's this exactly is, there, what there's, it was. There's one way this ends. It's, it's with Damian Lillard on the heat. And I, 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 I don't know why we have to keep going back and forth about this. Blazers, GM Joe Cronin, they want to get the best return that they possibly can for Damian Lillard, but they're not going to get the best return that they possibly can for Damian Lillard because there's only one realistic taker that Damian Lillard wants to play for. And all of these other teams have seen and heeded the warnings of Damian Lillard and his agent saying they, he doesn't want to be anywhere else. They don't want to go take somebody who doesn't want to be on their team. Right. Why would you give up? draft capital and young players for a guy that you aren't sure wants to be on your team. And by the and, way, and a fair you're amount of draft. Paying. We're talking about three or four four first round well, picks in any package. That, in like three years, there's a high chance that Damian Lillard's contract is a, a very, very gross. When you because he's getting sixty it's million increasing it's, over time. It's two years. A small he, point guard's getting more money the older he gets. What are he, we doing? He has that extension in his age, what is it, age thirty five and thirty six season of two years, a hundred and twenty million, sixty million per season. I, I, again, <laughs> the Heat want to take that on, that's fine, and they could, in the meantime, sort of win now. But It I, makes sense for the Another heat. team taking that heat. on, it doesn't make sense. Right, agreed. I think that it does make sense for the Miami Heat. They want to capitalize on Jimmy Butler, make sure they can get everything out of him right now. It seemed like last year they were almost there, but they don't have the guy to go to. We talked about how Jimmy Butler is a great number two guy, but he is a he is a bona fide number two. He can't get it done by himself. Of course, yeah, yeah he, he can't get it done anymore. He used to be a number one. I think he's gotten to the age, though, to where he needs a real person to come in and be able to score when he's given it all because that's what and he that, does, and he gets tired as series go on. And that's not and, Bam Adebayo. And that's not Bam. Right. Bam was fantastic <laughs> last year. Bam's a two or a three guy. Dame's a bona fide one. You bring him in, you have a shot to win with Damian Lillard. And even Jimmy last Butler year, you're an NBA Finals team with that, with what you ran it you out You got there. a shot. Feel, it I makes feel, sense I, for the I Heat. I feel solid for you in the Eastern Conference and ultimately a, a chance to get to the NBA Finals. If you bring in Dame, Jimmy Butler, you have Bam Adebayo, you, you should feel good about what you have. Now, is surrounding those guys with, with worthy talents going to be tough, but it seems like the Heat have it built into their, their system where they're going to find guys. Max Struess is gone, Gabe Vincent is gone, but who's next in line? Who's next in line? But... They're going to have to give up a fair amount. I mean, we'll see what young players they have to 
move off of to, to ultimately get this deal to go through. But this is just, I had to bring it up to annoy you a little bit today. Well, you, in your you return. did. You yeah. did. Yes. Had to happen. Had to happen. Now, uh, I will not annoy Jeff Calkins, but he's next right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 